Good Wednesday afternoon, Central Indiana. It's 4.30 on December 30th. Happy New Year's. You're listening to 91.9 FM WITT, the home of unpredictable music and the Indies Trusted Servant Show with yours truly, Danny O'Malley, Indies Trusted Servant. What's Indies Trusted Servant? Well, I do customer service training and keynote speaking about customer service. It's all about the culture of the organization. I learned all of that from the age of nine from the master, my late father, Joe O'Malley, at three different grocery uh, companies, the last of which was, of course, O'Malley Food Markets. If you want to learn more about what I do, feel free to give me a call at 317-413-9062. What's the Indies Trusted Servant Show? I like to describe it as lively local small biz and community talk where you can feel the pulse of Indy. We had uh, the Lawrence Chamber on last week, so that was kind of a small biz type of show. This is more of a community show. I'm pleased to present John Sieber and Jennifer Gebhardt with the Central Indiana Regional Transportation Authority, something I never knew existed until I met Jennifer a couple of weeks ago. And now I'm all on about what they do. So, John and Jennifer, welcome to the Indies Trusted Servant Show. Hey, thanks, Dan. It's great to be here. We appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and uh, and the people out in the community. Okay. Same with you, Jennifer? That's right. I definitely appreciate the opportunity. Jennifer had the pleasure of listening to me speak to the Lawrence Chamber last week. Small world stuff. I had no idea when I got her on the show that she was going to come and hear me speak in the meantime. So that was pretty cool. So tell us, whichever one of you wants to, what is the Central Indiana Regional Transportation Authority and when was it founded? Uh, well, basically it was developed uh, around 2006. Uh, it was uh, a governmental organization established by the state legislator uh, to improve transit options. And basically it falls under Indiana Code 36.9-3 to establish us as a regional transit authority in the area to, to, to serve over 10 different counties that we partner with. And that would be the metro area of Indianapolis, basically. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, the surrounding 10 counties, which is Boone County, Delaware, Hamilton, Hancock, Hendricks, Johnson, Madison, Marion, Morgan, and Shelby counties. Okay, so it's a little bit more than just metro Indianapolis. It's Delaware, kind of that goes up to Muncie, and then Morgan County goes down to Martinsville. Uh, yeah, in Johnson County. In Johnson County. Yeah. Well, right, right. Okay, so that's a that's a wide that's a wide uh, geography. So, and talking to Jennifer in preparing for this, I un I understand that a lot of this has to do with getting folks who don't have transportation to places that need to hire folks at distance. Right. That's part of it. That's part of it, and you know. Uh, we do several workforce connector projects where basically we tie into like uh, for instance uh, for indigo where their routes end we pick up uh from from marion county and go beyond that so we're okay running, so we run multiple services right now that are workforce connectors we have two that run into the plain field area a north and south connector we have another connector running up into westfield right now and you're hoping to hook up to other communities, right? Yeah, absolutely. Since I've been on board, I'm in my third month now. And uh, we've been pushing real hard, getting out in the community, meeting with mayors and people uh, throughout the communities to see what, what, what the, the transit need is out there. So, 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 I, so I, um, I hadn't figured this one out yet when I talked to Jennifer the first time. But so somebody might take 
Indigo uh, up to a certain point in time where Indigo stops and you might pick them up and take them from there. Yes, absolutely, and that's what works right now. We have, uh, uh, you know, our, for our, our west side going into Plainfield, the, the riders will pick up the Indigo uh, Route 8, uh, take it over to the Bridgeport uh, uh, term point, if you will, and that's where our, our services start there. And then we have Traders Point area where our services tie in for Whitestown. And we are working with other counties right now. We've actually developed uh, three new routes where we've actually had discussion to branch out. We're looking at a an additional service we'd like to add, and it'll either be late 2021 or early 22. Are you are you free to discuss where those routes sure, should go? Absolutely. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about that. Uh, so we're we're looking to expand a third route going into Westfield. There's huge expansion at 39 and 70 out in that area. Uh, so. Uh, Myself and DeAndre Rhodes, our mobility manager, have been out and about in the communities. And, and what we'd like to do is not only meet with the people, but we, we drive the routes. We see the growth in the communities. We come back. We put together an actual outline of what the route would look like to better service uh, the needs of the customer in a timely manner. So we try to make these routes as, uh, as feasible as possible. Uh, so then what we do is we meet with business partners within the area of economic business development, people primarily. Uh, to present our plan and what we're going to do there. So we have one we've done for, uh, again, for Plainfield, a West Connector. We just uh, submitted a, a revision for Whitestown, where they've had some uh, increased growth here in the last year. They certainly have. Uh, so we've, got, it's, uh, they, we've given them a couple options to look at for a circular because of uh, the community growth there and then uh, branching out a little further. Uh, and then a complete new one where, that we're working on in Greenfield, which is actually the Mount Comfort area with the expansion they have there. So we've, we've done our presentations there and we're hoping to move forward. Uh, but it's kind of a long-term process because we fund a portion of it. And then uh, for the local match in funding per se, that has to come from the, the county and they have to get involved and, and uh, take care of that. Now, is it, is it strictly the county or, or do, do businesses get involved, businesses that might need employees? Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's interesting. Uh, usually how it works is uh, the, the county per se has to uh, create an economic business development group per se. Uh, which basically is an assessment. It's not really, quote, a tax. It's an, a, an assessment for the landowners for that area. And then they contribute uh, on an annual basis to that percentage. Uh, so so it, just, to, just to be clear and just so the listeners are clear, somebody might own a shopping center or a factory, a uh, distribution center, uh, that is in need of employees. Yes. So that property owned you, you don't go directly to the retailer or the manufacturing facility you go to the property owner Yeah, it, it starts with the property owner uh, and it's usually a grouping of them there's a vote and it has to be a percentage I think it's 61 percent of the property owners have to vote it in and of course they're, they're leasing to a sub owner you know right say, the, the business themselves so they'll have some discussions with them to see if they're interested and and before we even put this together, we know there's interest there, but like I said, there's kind of a process we have to go through, and you know, to make sure everything's secured funding-wise. So, so I can see, uh, I can see a big need uh, as a former retailer myself, and, and and even as a former shopping center owner myself, um, that is my family and myself. I can see where a big need could be in a in a community like Carmel Fishers, Greenwood, or whatever. 
uh, a new plant goes in, they're having trouble finding employees to, to take care of it, uh, or there's a, a new retail business like a Target or, or something like that that would need employees and there just aren't enough employees there in the community, right? Absolutely. You know, and that's what we're seeing in all these counties. We're even working on, we, have, we don't have the plans finalized yet of what we're doing, but we're working with Johnson County going all the way south and uh, we're picking up portions of Greenwood and Whiteland and then even Franklin where all the big box stores are coming in there. And we've, we have uh, had some uh, preliminary meetings with Mayor Barnett. And he seems pretty interested in this. This is Franklin. in Franklin? Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, you know, we just have to keep going down our, our next steps and progressive steps to include all these sub-counties in there, if you will, to, to partner in with that. So it, that's, that's another one that's in progress as that, well that we're working on. That's very, very interesting. Okay, we're going to take our first uh, underwriter break here with John Siebert and Jennifer Gebhardt of the uh, Central Indiana Regional Transportation Authority. We want to thank our underwriter and uh, also the host of the st uh, studio here at 91.9 FM. Uh, check out Open in Indiana, your destination for finding the people, places, Things and events that make Indiana a great place to live, work, visit, and do business. If you own a business in Indiana, list your business and your events with www.openinindiana.com. That's www.openinindiana.com to get started. You can follow Open in Indiana on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And by the way, Thanks to Ryan Henry and Open in Indiana for hosting prior shows of the Indy's Trusted Servant Show on that website, www.openinindiana.com, so you can listen to John again, if you wish, by going to that website, um, and you can go clear back to October of 19 uh, to listen to the shows. We've got them all on Open in Indiana. Uh, we want to thank the host for our studios. That is um, My Pet Carnivore, a pet food distribution warehouse uh, on Shelby Street in Fountain Square where Paul and Suzanne and their extremely busy staff distribute healthy frozen dog and cat food to dog and cat food owners only, no stores in 48 states. I will let you noodle to yourself the two states they're not in yet but i wouldn't put it past them must be pretty doggone good dog and cat food to be in 48 states and if you come in here and see all the trucks and all the forklifts and all the stacks of frozen product you will know that these people have hit on something really great thank you for hosting the studios of 91.9 and all that unpredictable music and the indies trusted servant show on wednesday afternoon so back to John and and uh, and uh, Jennifer with the Transportation Authority. Let's let's skip to why would the state of Indiana start this organization? Now we've already talked about one obvious thing, and that is connecting folks who need work with the transportation they need to get to the work, and so that the person that needs to hire folks and can't find enough, they are able to find enough folks that's great but there's more to it than that right yeah, yeah I believe when this was uh, initially thought up and developed uh, you know around it was between 2004 and 2006 this was put together and I think it was before its time actually I think sounds uh, like I it think yeah we thinking ahead a little bit of seeing expansion and growth 
And, you know, I think we're at the peak of that right now. We're, we're seeing just in, almost in every county you, you venture into, there's, there's huge growth, not only from the business side, but new homes and, and bringing more people into the, the central Indiana area. You know, this is kind of the, the gateway of transportation anyway. You know, right, right. Roads, if you will. Right. Uh, so I think it's, it's, uh, it's the right time. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to be on board with the company here because uh, there's a lot of growth potential and opportunity in working with all these counties and, and, and helping them develop and uh, uh, further their programs that they may even already have in place. So, so there are other programs that, that, that help folks besides the, 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 uh, what we already discussed. One is the, the carpooling. Talk about that a little bit and how you facilitate that. Yeah, well, what I'll do, that's Jen's program. She kind of oversees that. I'll let her speak. To okay, that. move up to the mic, Jen. <laughs> All right. I had to get Jen up here somehow. Here All right. <laughs> well, yeah, Commuter Connect is our carpool vanpool program for Central Indiana. Um, it's a program where our mission is to encourage people in our community to get to work any way besides everybody driving by themselves. Which I'm guilty of all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, with that being said, um, I like to consider it a match.com for carpooling. Um, we have a database with over 6,500 individuals who are commuting in central Indiana. Other than by themselves in a car. Correct. Right? And those are just, of course, the people who are registered with us. And um, kind of how that program works is... The mission of that program is to improve air quality in central Indiana, you know, help people save money, improve air quality, um, of course, reduce traffic. Um, sometimes people use our program to save money and um, save money. And in addition to that, um, sometimes they use the program if they don't have any other resources. Yeah. Maybe the buses don't run 24 hours a day, which they well. don't in a lot of cases right so they need other alternative resources so so one of the things i think you, you and i talked about this a little bit before jennifer but one of the things uh, that uh, a retailer would, might have some problems with is scheduling mm -hmm. and and the folks that come out there might have a hard time matching their ability to get there and get home with the, the hours that the retailer needs is there any way around that kind of a problem that you guys have been able to help with yeah we've had some good success stories of different real um not only companies but um retail companies who've used our program um and with our database um anybody can register and they can register with multiple shifts multiple days of the week if they want to drive if they don't want to drive um, if they want to drive with a male if they want to drive with a female huh? if they okay. want to drive with someone who smokes or doesn't um, so really? can, yeah, okay. so there's a lot of flexibility with it. Does and, anybody smoke anymore? <laughs> um, I hope not. But you know, with that being said, when they get when they enter our website and they register with us, it's just the first step in the process. So they get a match list. It tells them a list of people who live near them, work near them, with similar hours. At that point in time, it's up to the two commuters to reach out to one another and make a connection and make arrangements. Oh, so they might take turns driving? Could be. It could be you drive one week, I drive the next week. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I don't want to drive at all because I hate the winter. So I might reach out to you and ask to make some kind of arrangements between the two of us to get to work. And I might pay you to get to work you're going there anyway so you don't have to charge me an arm and a leg and that kind of absolutely. stuff absolutely right? yeah okay cool 
Cool. I, I noticed in, in your uh, bullet points that you mentioned that the average commute in central Indiana is 50 minutes. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. Um, you know, when we had our nine grocery stores, I don't think we had too many employees driving 50 minutes to work. Of course, we sold our stores 20, 20 years ago, so maybe that's changed a lot. Uh, can you speak to that? Yeah, that's just um, a general statistic that can be found. And um, I can tell you before the pandemic, um, I commute from Fishers to downtown. My commute um, on average was a, about an hour and 20 minutes, one way with traffic. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, really? Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, you know, people commute all far distances. I've been with the agency for eight years. We had people commuting into central Indiana from Ohio as far north as Gary. Um, so it's been interesting to see. You also mentioned that unless you work at home, if you go to work somewhere, you're technically a commuter. Yeah. Even you if you just drive five minutes, right? You are. And, you know, I would also say if you work from home now in today's environment, you're also a commuter. A lot of people are considered tele telecommuting. Telecommuting is a way that people can get to work, and a lot of people have been doing that during the pandemic. And um, that's a huge benefit that our organization and agency also wants to help promote because with telecommuting, it helps the environmental impacts we're looking for. And in addition to that, it helps the average commuter save $20 a day on gas maintenance and insurance costs on their vehicles. But yeah, you don't think about that, but it makes a lot of sense. So you guys, although you don't really have a, you don't have programs for people working at home or do you? We can offer different telecommuting resources and benefits on our website. We also have um, a telework um, cost calculator. So people can see the environmental impact and the money that they're saving by teleworking or using alternatives to get to work, which is a really nice feature to help encourage people to do those behaviors that's a, that's that's very very interesting twenty dollars a day you know that, that the other side of that coin of course is what are we going to do with all this office space <laughs> that we've built up we the, the whole the whole world i guess right if if people don't go back to work at some point boy that's going to be an, another issue but that's not that's not your concern i guess right well, you know, I think the pandemic's put everybody kind of in a weird spot. It you sure know, has. <laughs> a lot like Jen had mentioned, a lot of people, you know, working from home as much as possible. And I think it's changed the face of the future, too. I think as we move into 2021, and and uh, we sure hope it's going to be a more of a normal situation, but I, but I would think the, the face of business is going to change where, you know, I don't know what it looks like is 20% of that workforce that had been out there going to continue to work from you know, from home, and then you mentioned the office space. Uh, we're seeing a lot of businesses nationwide uh, where they've cut their corporate resources, they've reduced their footprint. Uh, yeah, exactly. From home, exactly. So, uh, it's going to be just interesting development moving forward. And it's and it's interesting too from this standpoint, not just the uh, the people that own the buildings with the offices in them, but uh, having had a chamber of commerce guy on last week's show. And uh, what's that going to mean for the future of the restaurant business and the entertainment business and all of that stuff in cities? But that's for down the road a little bit. And you guys are working in another direction that's very, very important. Well, we're going to come back to John and Jennifer with the Central Indiana Regional Transportation Authority after this underwriter break. And, uh, oh, wait, we got to tell you about the good folks at uh, My Pet Carnivore as well. Uh, so 
Our underwriter is open in Indiana, and that's your destination for finding the people, places, things, and events that make Indiana a great place to live, work, visit, and do business. If you own a business in Indiana, list your business and your events at www.openinindiana.com to get started. Uh, you can follow Open in Indiana on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's www.openinindiana.com. You can also go to that website to get prior episodes of the Indies Trusted Servant Show, including our episode with John and Jennifer, if, if you want to listen to it again. We want to thank the um, host for the studios here at uh, 91.9 FM and all that unpredictable music and the Indies Trusted Servant Show and that is Paul and Suzanne and their very busy staff here at My Pet Carnivore, a pet food distribution warehouse on Shelby Street in Fountain Square where the staff here, very busy staff, distributes healthy frozen dog and cat foods uh, to dog and cat food owners only in 48 states which I find amazing. But if you come in here and see the trucks and the forklifts and all the stacks of uh, dog and cat food, you will believe that. Uh, so thanks to those guys for hosting the studio and all that great music and all this great talk on the Indies Trusted Servant show. So back to John Sieber and Jennifer Gebhardt with the Central Indiana Regional Transportation Authority. What have we missed so far, if anything? You guys have got other programs, right? Sure. Well, there's still a lot to talk about with the Commuter Connect program that we haven't talked about yet. Let's go to that. Okay. So we kind of talked about what is Commuter Connect a little bit. Um, and, you know, with that being said, so let me walk you through the program a little bit more. So we talked about how individuals, um, you know, can register with our program to look for other people to commute to work with. But in addition to that, um, we can also work with employers, and we do work with employers throughout our region. Okay, good. So when you're talking about those companies that might be having other issues, and maybe there's not a bus there, and maybe there's not a connector there yet, and maybe there is a connector there. So we, want, we still work with those employers to get those companies signed up with us, which is free for those employers. And by doing that, we can educate their employees about our resources and other all resources available to them um, when it comes to transportation. So we would register someone who's driving to work with somebody else, a bus rider, someone who's walking, someone who's biking to work, and give those employees five free emergency ride homes per year. It's a benefit that we at CERTA give to individual commuters who are registered with us who commute to work on average of three days a week some other way besides driving by themselves it, you, you just hit on something that i wanted to ask about sure biking okay mm-hmm. as a as a driver of a car and often by myself <laughs> um i i see all these bike lanes and i very seldom see any bikers on them i don't know if you guys have noticed this yet but how many folks I'm sure there are people biking to work. I know that for sure. I know when even when we had our store in downtown Indianapolis, especially, we had some people biking to work. But I don't see that many people on the bike paths. And yet, you, how many how many of those 6,500 people do you think are biking to work 
I guess yeah, is my well, question. I can, I can tell you right now, I mean, I know how many are registered in our database. I can't speak exactly like how often they bike to work every single day. But I mean, right now I know that we have close to at least 400. We work with different biking groups across the community. And, you know, different people use different ways, different ways to bike into work. So I know a lot of people use the Monon. A lot of people, mm -hmm. um, I know in Hamilton County where I live, um, you know, we're expanding the Nickel Plate Trail um, right. to that extent. So just, you know, different patterns. I mean, this time of year, I would say it's not as popular. Well, today. obviously, kind of like outdoor but, dining isn't as popular either, right? But, you know, <laughs> with that being said, the industry um, that Commuter Connect falls under, which is considered transportation demand management, um, we are we are predicting that there's going to be more of a trend towards people wanting to bike um, post-pandemic and use other alternatives to get to work um, besides maybe before where they would have used something else. So, um, so with that being said, yes, there are bike lanes. I do see some. I notice all the time when I'm in Castleton, they have some really faded bike lanes that <laughs> I... Are you talking about the bike lanes on Allisonville Road? I am. That I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, but, that bike lane ends right across the right. interstate and there's no place else to go. Well, that's that's a problem. <laughs> that's and, a problem. And, and I say that it kind of comes back to um, it's, you know, something where um, as an agency that encourages um, alternatives, it's important, I think, to have all alternative means of transportation, including bike lanes that go into counties, including walkable sidewalks. Do you, mean, so take that. We both know what we're talking about there, and specifically Castleton, right? Mm -hmm. So could you get with the county or the, or the state highway, or so, whoever does the bike lanes and say, there's not much point to this bike lane because it doesn't go anywhere. And, or can you can you expand the bike lane or whatever? And I know there's obvious safety issues involved, right? But do you have that kind of uh, communications with the folks that decide the bike lanes and stuff? We do, but I, there's other organizations and groups in Central Indiana that are having those conversations, like Bicycle Indiana and things to that extent. So um, those are their focuses on trying to interconnect those types of greenways. Okay, okay. Well, that 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 one that one pops into my mind because I drive by there and go, I've never seen anybody on a bike yeah. here ever, ever, ever. And I buy, yeah. go by there all the time. And why would you? Because there's no place to go. Well, I can tell you <laughs> one thing. Um, there's people who ride our connectors who are also then taking their bike and like biking out farther distance to try to get to jobs because we have a true lack of a true regional transportation system in our region so I, I think it just shows why it's really important for our region to have good bike paths have all resources including the workforce connectors including good bus service including walkable sidewalks that connect right. um, you know for our kids to walk to school um, and things to that extent I notice Indigo and the red line has spaces for bikes to go on the buses and I have seen that happen uh, not that often but I've seen that happen so you're he's using multiple uh, ways of uh, 
you know, transporting himself or herself probably to work, right? That is to work or to wherever they need to go. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. So, and then with our, um, to kind of expand on that as well, with our Commuter Connect program, we then have a van pool program. Um, so prior to the pandemic, we had 38 vans on the road in central Indiana. So a van. Privately owned vans? They are actually um, leased through Enterprise with partnership with us at Commuter Connect in Serta. Okay. Um, okay. We help subsidize those seats. They are branded with Commuter Connect and Serta information. And we have a van pool coordinator who helps find parking ride lots. It could be a church. Actually, believe it or not, um, we actually used to have several of our vans park at the marsh off of 116th Street and um, Ellisonville Road. Okay. Um, so we would get permission from the store. Those cars would, those individual cars would leave their vehicles there, and everybody gets in a van and hops in that van and goes to work every single day. Somewhere else. Somewhere right. else. Okay, that's Correct. that's interesting. Well, that's even better than carpooling then. Yeah. Right. So what's great, um, and with that being said, throughout the pandemic, um, we still had 10 of those vans operating every single day, getting people to essential jobs throughout central Indiana. And we hope to get that back, right? We do. John? Sieber and Jennifer Gebert with the Central Indiana Regional Transportation Authority. Thanks for being our guest. Give us your website one more time. Sure, it's going to be www.serta.us. And thanks for listening to the Indies Trusted Servant Show, and Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs>